Every fan knows the right player in the right position can be a game changer. Put LifeLock between your identity and identity thieves to monitor and alert you to threats you could miss. Plus, with a U.S.-based restoration specialist on your team, you won't have to face drained accounts, fraudulent loans, or other losses from identity theft alone. All backed by the LifeLock Million Dollar Protection Package. Change the game on identity theft. Save up to 25% your first year at LifeLock.com slash aware. Ladies and gentlemen, it's game week. Cowboys, Bucks, mixed bag show, content, release schedule. It's all here on this, the Underdog Football Show. Oh, Hayden Winks, let's roll. Man, I'm I'm very glad that we have actual games to watch, dude. And this show needs to be pretty fast. I have a, a flight to catch. I got a haircut appointment coming up. I still have to pack. I mean, I have to write this freaking column. It's here. So, today's show, mixed bag. We'll get to Thursday night football preview. Yes, we have to talk about the Cowboys and the Bucks. Do a little content release at the top, and then maybe as Hayden gets out of here, I'll answer a final few. Fantasy football Q&As, because I know some of you procrastinators, just like me, have some drafts before Thursday's kickoff. As we always say, thank you for being here. Like and subscribe down below. Truly does help us out. Our whole goal is to help you win in fantasy football, win some money, have some fun along the way. Hayden, let's jump into it. We've done so much content this summer, and we're just getting started. I mean... It's been weird to try to flip your brain in terms of, hey, it's best ball season, now into game preview season, in terms of matchups, players, injuries, all that stuff. But here it is. Here is the content schedule for the year. Let's start off with Sunday, 10 a.m. Eastern until basically 1245 Eastern. There will be live programming on this here Underdog Fantasy channel Actually, from the 10 to 11 o'clock window, Animal from BDGE is going to host a live Q&A phone-in show that I'm sure will just be electric viewing. Then I'll jump in, take it on the same stream over from him at 11 Eastern, be with all of you from 11 to 11.30. Hayden and I will be together from 11.30 until noon, and then Hayden will take it over from noon until 12.30 unless I want to hang around. Hayden, that entire show is going to be start sits. It's going to be pick them. It's going to be matchups. It's going to be betting. It's going to be all that stuff that we are going to cover in that pre-game show on Sunday mornings. Did I hit on everything there? I think we're going to be debuting our weekly rankings during that the uh, topic of the show too. So yeah, we're going to have, I mean, it's like three hours of content. Yes, three hours of content. Be sure to know that don't go watch those standard Neanderthal pregame shows. Just tune in here instead, starting at 10 a.m. or at 11 a.m. No more boomers in in your morning shows. I mean, get get out of here with the boomers. Then, as soon as we know the most important games finish in the 1 o'clock window and the 4 o'clock window, as soon as that final game, if it's tight, finishes around 7, 7.20, 7.30, check back in right here. Put us on your second screen and whatever you're doing, because Hayden and I will be having like four to six games that were focused on throughout the day, plus a recap of everything that happened. Major, major takeaways 
from the day that was on Sunday. And plus, that'll be in your podcast feed on Monday mornings as well. Yep, fantasy recap show. It's in that little gap that we all are kind of waiting for Sunday Night Football to kick off. Now you have something more football throughout the day. Yeah, Can't just know, and just know you can put it on your second screen. You can either be at your computer, put it on your phone, but we'll be here talking about all the games that happened during that one and four o'clock windows. All right, take a little break on Monday, watch a bunch of games, do a bunch of research Tuesday morning as well. So we are back at 5.30 Eastern on Tuesdays. It's a little look back. It's a look forward. What is actionable? What happened? Can it be repeated? And a lot of good fantasy usage from Hayden. Go ahead. Yeah, we'll go over all the columns and stuff. But yeah, this will be kind of we, – we were thinking about doing this on Monday, but then we kind of figured, do we know enough just from like 24 hours after the games? No, we wanted to actually watch the games. I think that after all day Tuesday to prepare, I think that we can actually give some good advice in, in the Tuesday evening. Yep. And then – Still time to watch games, still time to get injury reports, still time to accumulate information. And then Thursday's the big one, 5.30 Eastern once again. So remember that Tuesdays and Thursdays, 5.30 Eastern here live on the channel, a game-by-game preview show. Diving into the details, looking at the big pictures, what the teams want to be, if they are achieving that, the minute matchups, all of it, Hayden, predicted usage, going through pick'em lines. We're all here just a few hours before Thursday night football kickoff as well. Yep, and I think that we'll be using, let's see if this works, uh, kind of this little chart to go over. This is basically how we're going to be previewing each each one of these games. Uh, Josh, do you mind if I go over just like what go you can ahead, expect man. on Underblog? All right, Underblog, uh, the, the first thing is on Mondays, you're going to get these fantasy usage charts, and that's basically my model on how many points you'd expect these players to score based off of their current usage. And it kind of tracks how players are doing on a week-to-week basis. You can kind of find trends if they're uh better in games when they're winning or when they're losing how much variance are uh do these players have on a week-to-week basis so you have one of these for every single one of these teams on monday and then on tuesday you have the fantasy usage model which compares basically how a player is doing over his usage that's where you have like fantasy points over expected if you ever hear that term plus you'll have situational running back touches which is like how many times a player gets the ball on third down versus uh, first down versus in garbage time versus inside the five yard line. Basically any running back stat that you can possibly need will be in this one. And then finally, the other one is the air yards, a, a dot targets. Are they being targeted on the inside? Are they being targeted on the outside? How deep downfield, all of that information. So uh, I think this year will be more just raw data. And then we'll use this platform to kind of talk through the matchups, what it means. And my plan is, because I'm writing less and I don't have to do the blurbs at Roto World anymore, I can watch way more film than I ever have before, and I'm, I'm really excited for that. Famous last words, but hopefully you and I have the time to watch 16 games a week, you know, and, and yeah. really dive into details that you're not just getting with great statistical information, great analytics, and using all of those numbers to also accentuate what we're looking at on film as well. Again, just to reiterate, Sunday, two shows, starting at 10 a.m., starting at around 7 to 7.30. Be locked in here. That show, yeah, go ahead. How how much does all this cost? It is free. It's it's a big old free 99. Yeah. So, again, free draft guide we gave to you. Hopefully, you're winning with that. And now we roll into the season. So much content for you. Also in the podcast feed, each one of those post shows. So the Sunday evening one, 
the Tuesday one and the Thursday one will be immediately on the podcast feed. Just search the underdog football show, whatever platform you use. Plus we're going to cut clips from them as well. So if you don't want to watch an hour, hour and a half, you'll see some five, three, seven minute long clips as well. Appreciate you. Casey, always Adam, love the support. Thanks so much for riding with us through the off season and now into the real stuff that we've been working months and months repeating the same thing over and over to get to. And I think that's a pretty good transition here, Hayden, to jump Let's us into Thursday Night Football. That is the Dallas Cowboys going to the Tampa Bay Buccaneers with a spread of eight points. The Bucs are favored by or seven and a half, depending on where you're looking. A 29 and a half point total the Bucs are expected to have. Hayden, Thursday Night Football is very, very kind to the home teams. They are 15 and three in the last 18 starts. 11, three, and four against the spread in season openers. By that spread again of eight points and by returning all 22 starters, we certainly see this game in the Bucks' favor. What is one thing that you wanted to, when reviewing it, when preparing for it, that you want to talk about the most? The offensive pace and how friendly this matchup is for fantasy purposes. Last year, neutral offensive pace, the Bucks were fourth and the Cowboys were second. So not only are these both loaded top to bottom on their skill, their skill talent, their quarterbacks, and their offensive line, they also play with a bunch of pace. So I think this is an option where you can possibly get an overplay. I think just in general for fantasy purposes, it's going to be very fast moving and I think that the the Bucks have an advantage currently right now just because Zach Martin's missing some time for the Cowboys. Um, but the one thing that we just got breaking news like an hour ago is Chris Godwin was suddenly added to the injury report with a quad injury. We do not know if he's going to play or not. Uh, he was obviously going to be a, a weekly starter for you. But I think that Antonio Brown, who's been a, has had a lot of hype this uh, training camp in this preseason, I think that he becomes somebody that would be a must-play um, in in all formats, if Chris Godwin can't can't suit up, there's been a lot of late buzz on Antonio Brown. I think you've been more checked into the Bucks news than I have all summer. Bruce Arians obviously has a long history of Antonio Brown. No one is a bigger fan of the NFL right now than Tom Brady of Antonio Brown. Hayden, it it struck a chord with me that while we love Mike Evans, like seven straight one thousand yard seasons, we've seen Chris Godwin be unbelievably productive. We know how productive Tom Brady was to finish last season. Antonio Brown was being drafted as the wide receiver 30. And despite hours and hours and hours of you and I having content together, I never got like the major sell job on Antonio Brown being an unbelievable pick this year. But Hayden, secretly, I can read it in your face. I I think you believe Antonio Brown might smash this season. I think so. I think that last year he was kind of getting his feet wet. He was he was dealing with some injuries. And I think that there's just this contingency value that we might see uh, pan out in week one where Antonio Brown just needed one of these two guys to get out of the way. But even last year, if you look out from week nine through the playoffs, and that's a pretty big sample, and that's when the Bucks' offense was clicking the most. And I think that that offense is what we should expect this year. Mike Evans averaged 13.1 points. If you would extrapolate that, he would be the wide receiver 14. Chris Godwin was up up next at 11.9. That would have been the wide receiver 23. Antonio Brown quietly was at 10.8, the wide receiver 33. So that's the kind of thing where I think that he would be a flex play, even if both guys are healthy. 
But if one of these guys misses ahead of him, all of a sudden he's locked into 12 personnel, more red zone targets. And I think that Antonio Brown, I think Tom Brady's got him under control. And I think that everything about this offseason, he's been out of the news, which is good news for Antonio Brown, but also in the news when he's been balling out. So um, I think this is kind of everything's aligning for the Bucks just in general. And I think a possible bounce back spot for AB. I think if it was any other team, there would have been a conversation around, well, which Bucks team is real? Was it the pre-Bucks buy or, or was it their post-buy? And namely in Tom Brady and Hayna, I don't think that there's any reason for us to not believe that Tom Brady is going to pick up exactly where he left off last season. I mean, remember, I think it was week one last year. The Bucks basically got like boat raced by the yep. Saints, if I'm remembering correctly. But then I really do feel, and maybe I'm just buying you this narrative, that during that bye week and as the season went along, Brady, Bruce Arians, Byron Leftwich all got together and they said, hey, guys, what do we want to run? What runs best? Where are you most comfortable? And Hayden, they figured it out to the tune that Tom Brady, his 40 passing touchdowns last season were tied for second most in the league. Each of his final 11 games of the season, he threw multiple touchdown passes. Nothing has changed. Offensive line is in a great spot. Trenton Worfs at right tackle might go to the absolute moon as one of the best tackles in the league this year. And I think it actually helps our case that this backfield is still the weakest element of the entire team. Like any position, running back is the worst. So Tom Brady, to me, in this smash spot where maybe the Cowboys' defense is better than it was last year, still not one that we should factor into this equation at all, especially in the secondary. I mean, we could see Tom Brady with a top five week to start this season for sure. Definitely. I'm going to be ranking him inside my top five for our weekly rankings. The biggest stat on this chart is adjusted sack rate from football outsiders. Last year, the Bucks were third. The Cowboys on defense were 25th. So that is a massive time. If you give Tom Brady time to work, and I think that he will have plenty of time to work, I think that they'll be scoring a ton of points uh, for week one and beyond. I, I still think – I know he's a statue quarterback, but I think that Tom Brady – Sitting at quarterback nine, quarterback 10, there's a little bit of value for the last minute uh, best ball drafts. Yeah, I'm totally with you. So, Hayden, typically with home favorites, with this high of an expected point total, eight point favorites, we want that backfield. There's no way I'm starting any of these players this week at all. We just didn't get an answer for during the preseason. The first game, I think Leonard Fournette started, but then like the next drive, Ronald Jones came in and then they exited. And then the next game, it was vice versa. So I think that they're going to be splitting early down work. I don't know which one's going to be the goal line back. We saw Ronald Jones had it at some point. Leonard Fournette had it. I have no idea. Like, I, I truly – I wish I can tell you guys, but I have literally no idea. Yeah. Giovanni Bernard, his ankle seems like he's going to uh, be playing for, for week one. He'll be the third down back. But this is just not the perfect formula unless you had a – if we got breaking news that Leonard Fournette or Rojo is going to be the starter on early downs, I'd be happy to play them. But going into this, it's – it's chaos. Yeah, I think we're still in information gathering phase other than Giovanni Bernard's role. And yeah. that role isn't going to be probably pivotal, at least predictable in this game. Let's put it that way. Okay, we, I think we've covered almost every element of the Bucks offense. Hayden, so much was invested in the Dallas Cowboys offense. And it makes sense. I mean, again, Dak Prescott was the quarterback one for the first four games of last season. Hayden, to the point, I mean, he was ridiculous. He had 48 dropbacks per game over those opening five weeks of last season, which obviously would have put him at the top of the list if that continued throughout the whole year. CeeDee Lamb, the wide receiver nine. Amari Cooper, the wide receiver 13. 
Michael Gallup, like over what wide receiver 35, 38, somewhere in that range, you could not drum up in neutral situations a worse, worse, worse first opponent here. Hayden, I hate the GT words, the garbage time here, and it's not necessarily going to be garbage time, but we know that they're going to throw in negative game script situations, obviously. So I think at least we can cycle back here, circle back here, and believe that the Dallas Cowboys passing attack, there's an avenue for all of them to get home. Yeah, I think they'll have to backdoor into it. I, I, I'm comfortably on the Bucks here, um, but the, the neutral pace still works in the Cowboys' favor, and the garbage time will still work in, in the Cowboys' favor as well. I am worried that Zach Martin's out, and Leal Collins, the right tackle, has been kind of missing some time here. Do we have some good news? So Hayden... There is a very sliver, small hope here that Zach Martin, I know they ruled him out, but now they have backtracked just slightly. They said if he gets two negative tests and is asymptomatic, they will fly him in on Thursday morning to play that night. Jerry's going to go find, he's going to walk around the Dallas uh, <laughs> metropolitan area and go find a couple negative COVID tests laying on the ground to make this happen, isn't he? Also, I, I am going to be pulling up tweets like this and and other things throughout the content so you just don't see your face the entire time. There's going to be some amazing gifts guaranteed throughout the entire season that are attached to some of these, <laughs> some amazing ones. Um, Hayden, so you can keep talking about the passing attack if you want to, but what this makes me terrified of is Ezekiel Elliott and, and a path to him getting home if it's not through receiving volume, which, as we have alluded to, he gets a ton of it each and every year for the past three years. Last year, the Bucks were number one in rushing EPA defense. And if you look at neutral uh, pass rates against, the Bucks were actually at the very top of the list. Uh, teams decided to pass against the Bucks in neutral neutral game scripts because of that uh, defensive line. And they just added a first rounder, Joe Tryon, who looks awesome, to even add some more depth to that defensive line. So I am not expecting the Cowboys to be able to run the ball over the over um, the the Buccaneers in Week One, Ezekiel Elliott, I still think is going to get there as an RB one because he's going to be involved as a checkdown artist, and they will try to get uh, Ezekiel Elliott going, especially near the goal line. So I'm not that concerned about Zeke. This is like clearly like one of the hardest matchups you can have potentially without your best offensive lineman going up against the best defensive line in the NFL, particularly against the run here. So it's it's not a cakewalk, but I think Zeke's still an RB one. Yeah, while I think it's in vogue to say that Tony Pollard is a like superior receiving back or, or passing down back compared to Ezekiel Elliott, Hayden, Zeke didn't get in the quote-unquote best shape of his life to sit on the bench in certain situations for Tony Pollard in this game. And I, I do, because we talk about it with Christian McCaffrey and Alvin Kamara and Austin Eckler, that they're receiving workload, I think we need to bring up more and more often 71, 71, and 95 targets for Ezekiel Elliott over the last few years. I think that that is the avenue for him to hit top 12 running back status this week because Hayden, last season, this Buccaneers team, I mean, the league average, I believe, if I'm, if I'm pulling this up, in terms of rushing production against, fantasy points-wise, 23.6% was on the ground. The Bucs were just at 15.5% last season. And for stretches of last year, Hayden, that was without Vita Vea. Yeah, I mean, if the Bucks need to get any better, which they got healthy in the Super Bowl, Vita Vea coming in, and especially if Zach Martin is out, like just annihilating with now depth along that defensive line as well, and Devin White, Levante David running in the 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 second tier of that defense. Holy moly! 
even their safeties come down and make some big plays. Like, I mean, everyone is just this, this team's just so loaded. And like those stats that you just mentioned, that's why the bucks were second against fantasy running backs last year. And when you return all of your starters, I am anticipating this to, to re up against, I think this entire season we're going to be talking about uh, to fade the, the players going up against the, the bucks on uh, at least at running backs. Yeah, it's not fair. Um, should I pull up the the pick em lines for this weekend? Let's do it. I, I, Let's I do think it. that would be a fun way to do it. The pick em lines are already up, everyone. The promotion is still going on in terms of $25 free dollars if you use promo code the show. You can deposit that right now. Skip the guacamole, get that 25 free bucks, try to 20x your money in one night on Thursday night football. Got a bunch of lines here, Hayden, 82 and a half. Rushing yards plus receiving yards for Ezekiel Elliott. Hopefully by our conversation, you might know which way we would pick in that one. Tony Pollard at 33 and a half. I mean, the three wide receivers, Hayden, this is one that if I'm looking at which way to go, I mean, we know the passing volume is going to be there, but Amari Cooper at five and a half receptions, 69 and a half receiving yards for CeeDee Lamb, 49 and a half receiving yards for Michael Gallup. The the tight ends is what's kind of interesting because Blake Jarwin and Dalton Schultz split time in the preseason. I am betting on Blake Jarwin uh, improving over Dalton Schultz as the season progresses. But we don't going into this game, we don't know how many snaps he's going to get. I'm pretty confident that Blake Jarwin's much better at football than Dalton Schultz. So I think that he's the guy that if you're doing a, a last minute best ball draft to keep your eye out on, or if you're in a really deep league looking for some tight end to help, I think that Blake Jarwin eventually we'll get you there. But going into week one, it's it's I, I think that Dalton Schultz and Blake Jarwin are, is basically a toss-up. On the Bucks in 23 and a half fancy points over under for Tom Brady, Ronald Jones, 63 and a half rushing plus receiving yards, Leonard Fournette at 37 and a half rushing yards. Um, I even looked down at OJ Howard Hayden at 19 and a half receiving yards. We basically have everyone profiles here uh, on on pick'em lines for Thursday night football. I talked to John Ledyard. He said that the Bucs really didn't want Rob Gronkowski to play as much as they did as he did last season. And they've been trying to give OJ Howard opportunity after opportunity to like find a legit role on the field often. And he just hasn't grabbed it. He just hasn't grabbed it. So uh, that's when I have my eye on for sure. And Antonio Brown, as we started the conversation, 55 and a half receiving yards on Thursday yeah. night football. Gron- Gronk played 15 of 18 first team snaps in the preseason finale. So I'm with you. I think that Gronk's going to play more. He's somebody I moved up my tight end rankings at the very last minute after seeing this. And we got all those other tight end twos that kind of out of the way that I think that Gronk, it's not going to be a surprise if he finished as like the tight end 14 this year with a bunch of touchdowns. Is there anything else you want to cover here in this game, Hayden? I think we we did just about that. I'm, I'm looking for Joe trying to possibly um, not break out, obviously, in this game, but really show his impact because, look, JPP led the NFL in edge snaps last year. And then you have a freak athlete who has like a similar athletic profile to Marcus Davenport entering the NFL, who's running a sprint maybe 10 to 15 to 20 times per game, especially when you know the opposition is passing and they haven't had, you know, continuity along the offensive line for the second straight season. Uh, Jay Tryon might make a real impact in this game. Just re going over this entire game. Like this is why I think that Tom Brady should have higher MVP odds than yes. the market's giving credit for. And we just talked about the defensive line's amazing. The linebackers are amazing. The wide receivers are amazing. The offensive line is amazing. Tom Brady was amazing last year. They just won the freaking Super Bowl. The people in the divisions, the Panthers, the Jameis Winston Saints, and the Falcons who are kind of stuck in the middle of a rebuild. Like to me, 
Tom Brady at plus 14, plus 15, plus 1600. I, I think that's uh, one, one of the best things you could do going into the season. Yeah, we're on Not Here to Argue, uh, Trill Weathers podcast. Tomorrow we, we talk about these awards. Tom Brady, this can be the start of his narrative to like paint his MVP picture because, again, it's Thursday night football where they're eight-point favorites against a bad defense. Go the Atlanta Falcons the following week. Boom, you can point a whole bunch of points on them. The L.A. Rams, um, that is going to be a fun, fun, I think probably nationally televised game. And then you close it out in the first four weeks of the New England Patriots on Sunday night football. The the picture's being painted. Hey, one more thing. I'm, I'll be very intrigued to see C.D. Lamb's usage because he was clearly being selected as the number one wide receiver on the Cowboys. So many of his snaps and so much of his time was operated in the slot last year. I wonder if we see a little bit more outside work and they mix and match receivers as well, but it doesn't matter where he's going to line up because that, that intermediate crossing uh, over routes, I think he's yeah. going to eat and this year. It's going to be a tough one, yeah. but I'm excited to see what he does in year two for sure. Yeah, the, uh, the one of the things I'm looking for is Michael Gallup. He's going to actually play on inside. If he's just going to be the X receiver and win downfield, he's going to be super inconsistent. He needs a little bit more to his game to kind of round out that. He's going to be a very boom-bust flex option if you're in managed leagues. But if you, hopefully you drop them in best ball. You don't have to kind of pick pick those weeks where he's about to go off. One final question. If Godwin misses, does that boost Ty Johnson or Scotty Miller more? I, it doesn't move the needle either way. I mean, Scotty Miller, I think, is going to play for Ty Johnson. I, th- I think that one – it's probably pretty easy for in the slot too. I'm what I'm getting at is I think the bucks are going to be so in control of this game that I'm not sure if I'm even going to be worried about the wide receiver three on the team. Yeah. I'm going to have to do some research on this Aiden. My, my first thing is Chris Godwin plays a slot. So I'm going to have to see if Antonio Brown wants to move into the slot because that would be the easier path for Scotty Miller to play. Um, Cause Tyler Johnson's played in the slot before we'll see. All right. I think that's going to do it for us. Is that good enough for you, Hayden? Enough that time works. for you? Okay. Yes. Thank you. Once again, we're going to cover the other 15 games on the week one slate here, 530 Eastern on Thursday. We need all of you to like and subscribe down below. The whole goal. Let's have some fun this football season and win some money along the way. All right, everyone. Thanks for being here. For Hayden, I'm Josh. Up the Villa, everyone. Talk to y'all soon. See ya.